Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast, where our number one passion is helping you walk close with God. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and it's my mission in life to do whatever I can to help you embrace the wonder of developing an authentic friendship with God. That's right, to know Him and make Him known. These are the two most important things in life. And if you pour yourself into getting to know God, it will transform your ability to make Him known. In fact, spending more time alone with God is going to improve every area of your life, including your family, your finances, your job, and certainly your eternity. So plan to join us each Tuesday as we grow in our ability to engage with God in our everyday lives. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, I interview Josh on a subject that might seem like an oxymoron to many in an episode we're calling the Worship Evangelism Paradox. I remember years ago stumbling upon this idea and it rocked my world. I had always thought of worship and evangelism as two completely separate ideas. Worship music was something only relevant to believers and evangelism was something aimed at unbelievers that couldn't ever involve musical worship if it was going to be effective. Made sense to me, but then I started seeing this idea challenged right before my very eyes. I'd be leading worship with my old band Sonic Flood and people would come up to us afterward with testimonies of how they had given their hearts to Christ during our worship concert or how they had been drawn into our outdoor worship night as an unbeliever. We would have tons of people, and I still hear these testimonies all the time, who share how someone gave them the Sonic Flood CD and they surrendered their hearts to the Lord while listening to it in their bedroom or in their car. What? I mean, how could this be? It was like the very thing I thought would turn away unbelievers, cheesy worship music, was touching a part of these pre-saved people in ways that few things could. As they stepped into an environment where Jesus was being lifted up, he was actually accomplishing exactly what his word says in John 12, 32, and drawing all people to himself. A couple things to expect. I challenge you to allow the worlds of musical worship and evangelism to collide for great impact for the kingdom. And Josh shares a powerful story about a Somali girl he met on the street who agreed to go home and pray to Jesus to see if he was real. So make sure you stay tuned to the very end of the podcast where we share a clip from North Central University's incredible brand new single, Breath of Heaven. You're gonna wanna add this song to your church's playlist. Okay, let's pray and we'll jump in. Dear Father, your thoughts are not our thoughts and your ways are higher than our ways. And so we come to you humbly searching for wisdom and understanding concerning things that we might be missing that can help us reach those who are desperate to know you. We love and trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go ahead and dive headlong into this Tuesday's Pure Worship Podcast entitled The Worship Evangelism Paradox. Yo, Josh, what's happening, man? Hey, Jeff. Hey, hey. Looking good, brother. Oh, man. Brother. I appreciate that. Looking real good, brother. I feel like I look good in black. But you're the man in black. I'm loving that shirt that you have on there. Well, the audience, um, uh, the listening people can't see, but... Yeah, but describe uh, it for us. It's it's worth describing. Well, it you really see, is. It's, it's a comic book shirt, uh-huh. and it's off of the Infinity Gauntlet. Nerd uh-huh. alert, everybody. Whoa. 
big, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Big man. Avengers fan, big Thanos no. fan. I know you're he, a Thanos fan. I, I kind of am. I like his character. He a, he's a pretty good bad guy. He is a great bad he's guy. Like, and man, they sent him up for like eight movies, and right? bam, there he was in oh. all of his pruny faced glory and I just I, I love the Avengers oh, and so. the, the actor what's his uh, Josh Brolin yeah oh, yeah I mean come on he's, he's a good he's yeah he's, he's a strong he's a good little cookie there yeah yeah it's, it's, it's interesting too because Thanos right I mean he's like the good bad guy right he, he thinks is. he's the good guy right it's kind of like a Pharisee right kind of you know wow he they is think he thinks he's doing the right mm. thing, right? Am I going too far? Am I stretching no, this? I think you're right. Is that about right? Yeah. It's, he really believes weird. by killing half the population, he's saving everyone. Yes. Which, in a sense, he kind of is, but also not saving the other half. Look, Jeff, <laughs> I didn't come here to talk about comic books. Yeah, but Jesus saved everybody. <laughs> so oh! you see what I'm saying right there? All right. Come on, I spun that thing around. Oh, my gosh. All yep, right. Thanos is only half good. Jesus wow. is all He's good. all good, all right. baby, man. It's all good. Yeah, fun. Loving that shirt there you got there, buddy. Thank you. Uh, anyways, all right. So we're going to jump into this podcast. Um, man, I, I love the conflict that's established with these two words. Mm. Worship. Evangelism. Oh, my evangelism, gosh. Evangelism. 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 That's like a cuss word in the church, homie. Uh, I mean, it's just two different worlds, right? Because you have those who are passionate about one or the other. Right. And I mean, how can how in the world could they go together? Like, I, I'm hoping there's people that are listening right now that are intrigued because they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. They must have put a, there must be a typo happening there because there's no way. It's oil and water, right? That this podcast could be about both right. worship and evangelism. Yes. Because like normal, we do categorize things and we talk about that on this podcast. Mm. Um, and we do tend to think of worship as that thing that's just me and God and then evangelism is that thing I go out and do. Right. You know, but how could they possibly go together? So we felt like that we wanted to have a podcast that would actually help people understand how worship and evangelism are joined at the end. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So Josh, you're going to help us with this and we're going to process some stories. It's going to be awesome. And people are going to understand how these two things go together. Well, man, in the Greek, evangelion. Okay. Evangelion. Okay. Like a Frenchman, Evangelion. Uh, that word, it means to share good news, right? All right, all right. A message yeah, yeah, of good news. Yeah. Uh -huh. Guys, look, I'm a word. Jeff, you're a worship leader. I'm a worship leader. Mm -hmm. What are we doing every time we get up and lead? Every oh, time we're we... sharing the bad news, Josh. No, we're not. Oh, darn it. no, we're not. We're, we're not. sharing we're... the good, the great news, right? Oh, yeah, we So are. we're singing it. We're ministering yeah. it to people. It's all good news. And guys, I want to tell you this. I need the gospel just as much as a, a goth kid or Absolutely. Marilyn Manson or what, least whatever. Likely. Right. So we all need the gospel. And so worship, I really feel like. Worship, Jeff, in our day could possibly be the greatest or at least one of the greatest tools that we sure. have for sharing the gospel. Hmm. Wow. I mean, yeah, think about it, that. right? I mean, you got people coming to church and they respond to Christ. Well, mm -hmm. a lot of times what happens is worship is that softener. It's that massager mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that really begins to break open people's hearts. Yep. Now, yep. the cool thing is a couple pioneers of this back a couple centuries ago, late, yeah. late 1700s, early 1800s. Have you heard of them? John and Charles Wesley. Man, you ever heard no, of those guys? I haven't. Yes, I've yes, heard of have. them, of course. Don't do that to me, Jeff. You <laughs> freak me out. I'm like, wow, he's he appears a lot smarter I'm than, than he is. not much of a 
historian. <laughs> you know, there's a connection there. Right, absolutely. <laughs> well, listen, man, these guys were pioneers yeah. with worship and evangelism. In fact, this is the whole thing. And the last podcast that we talked about, yeah. man, we were talking about how... Um, creating an awareness of God's presence in the public square or wherever we go. Right. Yes, yes. I mean, we were unpacking that yep. and that's what these guys were really going for back in, in that time with the Anglican church, y'all, they all had the idea of no, the sacred scriptures need to be kept sacred in the sacred place. So interesting. They got to stay in the church. Like think about that, man. Right. I mean, you were saying that earlier today before we got on the podcast. I mean, think about that. Like this idea that, the word of God needs to be, it's like kept in a glass container. Absolutely, man. Like you're just putting it in here. It It, it is too good yep. to come out of the church building. Now there's so many things that are wrong with that picture already, but that, that that's amazing that you, yeah. th- to think that we had this time in our history and maybe we still do sometimes where we think that the word of God is too good to come out in the public square. So forget about the Anglican church, forget about the Roman Catholic church, forget yep. about any denomination, whatever yep. you come out of. Guys, we practically do this all the time yep. where we keep the scriptures on the shelf. We keep our relationship with God yep. on the shelf we, in, in the holy place at church. Oh. And that guys, listen to the last podcast because we'll, yes. that's what we dug into of yes. bringing him into everyday life. But guys, what happened was John and Charles Wesley had this revelation that man, everywhere I go, I carry the presence of God. Everywhere I go is holy, holy, holy. Uh, every act of love, every cup of water, every scrap of food that I give to somebody, every time I let a stranger in, that's holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. So these guys had the audacity to take, they actually capitalized on songs of their day, Jeff, yep. like yep. pub songs. Like they, yep. they actually stole those pub and bar songs. And they, so these are popular songs yes. that people knew who went drinking. They're going out to the pubs and they're just hanging out together. They're totally. just fun. They're not Christian songs, you're saying, the right. lyrics. Totally. But the music is well known. People love it. Yes. So, so it would be like the bar songs that we, you know, like, uh, I got friends in low places. <laughs> I mean, it was popular songs. What are you saying about Garth Brooks there? Yeah, are you just, saying, anyway, yeah. That was for the 90s. But anyway, so long story short, guys, they capitalized on that. They saw how people responded with those pub songs. Yeah. They're like, well, why don't we wrap some theology around these drinking songs. And guess what? There was something that sparked where the gospel got into the pubs and to the public square. And it was outside of the church building to a point, you guys, where I I believe I've even talked about this before on previous podcasts, but to the point where a third of America and England had become Methodist. That's how popular um, this had become and such a movement of God, which really guys began by taking songs and wrapping those melodies around doctrine. It really is amazing to me. And this is a little bit of a side note here, but it is amazing to me how the denominations that we know of these days, every single one of them started with a genuine move of God. Totally. I mean, you know, you think of sometimes as some of our denominations and you, you might list off a couple of them off and say, oh, well, those have kind of grown dead or the people, the, the churches, there's nobody attending those churches anymore, those types of things or whatever. But every one of these denominations had some powerful move of God. So you're talking about that right here. There was a powerful move of God yeah. that was genuine and legit that happened around this time. This is a really bold statement, man. One of my mentors always said this. He said that every denomination is a frozen revival. 
Man. Just let that sink in, oh. y'all. Every denomination is a frozen revival because God oh. moved with the desert fathers like St. Francis and St. Anthony yes. and St. Arrhenius and these different people in the Catholic movement. God moved with Martin Luther and the Lutheran movement. He moved with the, with the Methodists. He moved yeah. with all these the different things with, uh, uh, with Seymour, William Seymour at, yep. at Azusa Street Revival in the, yes. in the early 20th century. So, yep. you know. Yes, it's, it's like... And I love the way you're saying that. Like in my brain, it, I, I kind of wrapped it around both sides. If it's a frozen revival, then I'm thinking, okay, which came first, the frozen or the revival? And the answer is kind of yes, in the sense that, well, originally the revival happened. Something happened that was genuine. Then it was frozen in the yeah. sense that it became dead. Yep. Because man try to control it, Come on manipulate now. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. try to contain it in a way that only man understands. And yep. like, so that's a whole nother podcast. Oh my gosh. But so then it's also now waiting to become revival again. Yes. Hopefully not to be then be frozen again, right? Right. But that's how we do things yep. in our world. We we try anyways, yeah. Move a God. Nothing. So wow. anyway, long story short, these guys were kind of pioneers of that. Now listen, I, you know, Jeff, I was telling you, uh, when I was driving up here today, I I was just thinking about some secular artists and different people who yeah. have had the audacity to bring Jesus or the gospel or scriptures into the public forum. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about Justin Bieber, you know, yeah, like yeah. If, there's a viral video going around out there. A lot yeah. of times in his shows, he'll get his acoustic guitar and he'll sing, I could sing of your love forever. Yep. So, and then you got Bono with you too. Now, by the way, the disclaimer here, friends, is I'm not agreeing or endorsing yep. uh, everything that these people do in their lifestyles. But I'm telling you, there's an anointing mm. when these people start worshiping. Yep. I just watched a, a cool video of Mumford and Sons, man. They ended mm. their show with Amazing Grace. And you had these people who were probably inebriated, mm -hmm. half closed, yep. out in the yep. 40,000 person uh, crowd. And man, they are worshiping. People's hands are in the air and they're weeping. Yep. And God is moving in the midst of this kind of pagan wow. situation. It's like this incredible conflict that's happening totally, in, in these artists, man. even the artists yeah. who are bringing this stuff, you know, because you know that many of them have been exposed to God in their life. Some of them have come out of Christian homes, yeah. these artists that we know. And so there's this conflict between what's fun and what's selling albums mm -hmm. and then what is really true. Yeah. And so they, they find themselves, I think, in this conflict, you know, where they, they for, for good motive or bad motive, I don't yeah. know, yeah. but bringing forth a song. Maybe in yeah. their mind, it's just to sell some records or mm -hmm. to, to make some people happy, but then it, it goes beyond that. Elvis Presley was a perfect example of this, man. He said, he, you know, people would say, Elvis, you're the king. And he'd just say, hey, I'm not the king. I just sing. Mm -hmm. And he, every night, you know, kind of the legend is, and it's, it's true, they've documented some of this stuff. After every one of his concerts, and even during some of the concerts, he would sing old gospel songs that yep. he did when he was a kid. So, guys, I, I'm again, I'm not endorsing these people's mm. uh, maybe sometimes um, dichotomous walk with God, but all that to say is that the world is really hungering more than they even realize. And yeah. I, so when these little nuggets are dropped, when Billy Preston, the fifth Beatle, as some people call him, when, when he was singing, you are so beautiful to yeah. me, that was a worship song that, that Joe Cocker got a hold of. So guys, I'm just saying there's power yeah. when you, when, when these secular artists start tapping into that anointing. And so guys, I would even say this, this happened, man, I, at PWI a couple yeah, of years man. back. You remember this whole thing? Absolutely. It's that's, and that's really 
what we want to do here, guys, now for the rest of this podcast, mostly is just kind of share some stories uh, <laughs> of how it really Josh has been a catalyst in this and has has brought it into my world uh, where you have these worlds colliding of worship and evangelism. Yeah. So we've had this conference called Pure Worship Institute. Uh, it's been started in 2008. Uh, we kind of took a pause after the summer of 2017. Uh, we're creating a new conference for North Central. But in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, I had Josh come and he actually did a main session on worship evangelism, mm-hmm. this very topic that we're talking about now. And then he was like, but I don't want to just talk about it. Like, we can't just talk about it. We got to go do it. And I'm like, yeah. okay, what does that look like? Yep. You know, so uh, he's going to kind of jump into this story and tell you what we actually did. Yeah. And, uh, and really invite you into this. It's crazy story. Yeah. I love it. I love so it. So let me just step back one second. Yeah. So a couple days before that session at PWI in 2017, I went out with a uh, local evangelism team here in town. And one of the town, ta- we, we went to this park and we brought guitars and we just began worshiping and people started gathering around. It was really powerful. But I and a small team broke off. We went to a park and there was, you know, probably 20 uh, Hispanic kids that were hanging out listening to us. Yeah. I was just singing stupid, silly songs and yeah. goofy songs, but then I was inserting Jesus loves me and, right. you know, God's love is so big, it's so big, it's so big, and just doing sure. like these little songs yep. to engage them. Fun kid songs. Totally. Fun, and yeah. so I was just loving these kids, and and there was three Somali kids that were listening to every word too, singing Old MacDonald. Again, it. you gotta picture it, this this moment, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys are in a park. In I, I mean, most people are not going into a park with their acoustic guitars start right. singing right? right unless they've got it open and waiting for some money to come out or something yeah. right but this is amazing moment yeah. okay keep going, keep going so anyway this this little nine-year-old somali girl comes up and she says why do you sing about your god <laughs> and i said oh honey i gotta tell you see before i met jesus my life was kind of like this little guitar here uh-huh. it just it's just a piece of wood and some strings but when i asked jesus to come and fill me up he began to play his melody. He began to play his song over my life. Yeah. And now I'm his song. And now I get to be his instrument, just like this guitar. And she said, well, what you're singing about, Jesus loves me. Did you know that that's not true? <laughs> because Allah, he doesn't find delight in any of his people because yeah. he's not a father. Yeah. See, Allah doesn't have a father. And so I just said, oh, honey, I just don't believe that's true. I believe that, that God sent his son Jesus, and he just loves you so much, and, and he, wa- he, he wants you to be his instrument too. And I said, how about this? How about this? What if you go home tonight and you pray to Jesus, hmm. and you uh-huh. ask him, Jesus, are you the one true living God? Are you, are you the real deal? And I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to ask Muhammad and Allah to reveal themselves to me. Will you promise me to do that? If I do it, will you do it? She said, yes, I'll do that. What? Do you think it's possible we've underestimated the power of bringing God into the public square through music? Could it be that our worship to God really can take us places into the kingdom of darkness that we never thought it could? To set the captives free? To bring healing to the brokenhearted? To stand in the gap for those who have been resistant to the gospel in order for their hearts to be touched and open through a song? What if... 
Hey, great news. I am officially half funded for our trip to Mozambique in May. Incredible. Thank you so much. Even this week, we've been hearing from missionary Matt Martin, who is on the ground in Mozambique, all about our schedule. It's going to be incredible to have a chance to lift up the name of Jesus in the open air, as well as to train up local worship team members so that we might impact this nation for years to come. I really need to reach my goal in the next two weeks, so please help me by giving online at paypal.me forward slash worship city men. That's paypal.me forward slash worship city M-I-N. You have no idea the impact that you're going to make by helping us share the gospel with the Mozambican people. All right, as we get back to the conversation, Josh shares some treasure hunting stories from the marketplace that will blow your mind. And I reveal one of the huge conversation points that can make Christianity come alive for Muslim people. So hold on tight as we get back into this Tuesday's Pure Worship Podcast. So fast forward a couple days later, we're at PWI, man, and we had a mob of, of young people oh, and their so youth cool. pastors. And I mean, I, I don't even know. I think there was like 30 people, 40 yeah. people that came out with that this. were part of the conference yeah, that we're taking out correct. on this like hey let's go experience worship yep. evangelism so we had a couple teams going out with different guitars uh, we went to there's a there's a big medical place like, a, like yep. a, an assisted living kind of place right next to NCU and just loved on people out there as they're sitting in their wheelchairs and casts on their legs and stuff and yep. just they were responding to the love of God and we were just making them laugh and yeah, smile man. and then we went across to Ellie- the power of the music to- right? right power of music yep. power of God in yep. the music they might not even recognize yeah. it but something happening there so then we go across the street to elliott park yeah and there's a whole crew of somalians yeah. and they were soccer field they, they were playing right? soccer over there and so we go over and we're singing i think we were singing i could sing of your love yeah. forever and yeah. we're just having fun well of course at first though man yeah. this is this is one of the things i remember yeah you were singing songs with people's names in it Oh, Do you yeah. remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, were yeah. asking a kid, you say, hey, what's your name? Yeah. And they would tell you their name, yeah. and it was a really hard to pronounce yeah. uh, Smalley name. <laughs> yeah. And you would still find a way to work it into a song. Yeah. And every kid was so excited because yeah. they wanted to hear, they're like, do me, do me, do yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted to hear their name yeah. in a song. So you kept singing all yeah. these songs about yep. people's names. Yep. And then you switched it on them. Yeah. Now, here's something about the yeah. Islamic community okay. or Somalis. They were th- completely enthralled by the guitar. Yes, because they, they wanted to touch it. They don't they have they, so they were coming up and hammering and yeah, fingerprinting yeah. up my guitar and all that stuff. Because in that culture, they don't have worship music. Right. They do the call to prayer. They do that kind right. of stuff. Right. Um, but the idea of I'm singing a personal mm. song to to our God. Yes. They couldn't even fathom that. Guys, this is a distinction. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's one of the things that I really didn't understand even until a couple of years ago yep. is that there is a distinction. If you are ever, you know, processing something with someone who is Muslim and, and you're trying to understand what the differences are. I mean, one of the big differences is there is no relational component yes. with, with them and Allah. Yeah. And it's totally different. So it's totally foreign concept yep. to them, which is obviously a potential really great I don't want to use the word, but selling point yep. for our 
for Christianity. Yes. Because we have this God who actually cares about yes. you, who knows your name. So musical worship, you guys, is actually a bridge that could build wow. curiosity, interest, yes. that kind of stuff. Intrigue. So th they were completely intrigued about it. And so these moms gathered around and we just we just were loving these guys. We were singing songs. We were singing worship songs. It's funny because some of the adults were kind of keeping their distance yeah. a little bit. Yep. The kids were just all about it. Yeah. They're all up in our faces, yep. right? Moms are moving in a little bit. There's a couple of older guys. They're back. Yep. The kind of keeping their eye on what's going on yep. here, right? Yep. So then eventually we got shooed away by the, uh, the grandfather. Yeah. Um, and he tried a couple of times and the kids kept coming back. Yeah. But finally. So that was super funny. I mean, yeah. yeah, like the power of God was there. And so they just kept, I mean, I'm not, I'm not about dissing your elders. Oh, the same course. thing happened with that young Somali girl the, the couple yep. of days before grandpa came over. No, do not listen. Do not yep. listen. Yep. Christian, do not listen. Yep. And, uh, but still, she, they made, were that drawn, she made that promise. Mm -hmm. She's going to ask Jesus. I mean, you know, I, again, you, you began to sing, I could sing of your love forever. Yeah. And I don't remember how many of them sang along with us. Yeah. But they were all in, just as engaged in that moment. And when we switched it, we were kind of like, yeah. hey, we're singing these fun songs. I think you may have even mentioned, hey, one of the things we love to do is we love to sing to our God. And here's one of our songs. Yeah. Can I share that with you? And, yep. and we began singing it. So you're yep. you're taking our little worship thing that's supposed to be in this category over here, yeah. kept in the stained glass compartment, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we've broken out and we actually brought singing into the public square yeah. and it's engaging people. I, I was teaching a worship school at uh, a, a local college in the Twin Cities and I, I brought the last day of the school mm. I brought our students out on the streets wow. and just began to apply because we talked about it for weeks and weeks and this was the day to actually apply it and yeah. so we, we went out we went to Nicollet Mall downtown Minneapolis you guys it was so fun we had probably had 20 of us we had um, some cardboard laid down we had a couple guys got in and broke break danced <laughs> and we had uh, a couple guys throw some hip hop down we brought a little drum kit and so we're like having a blast a party yeah. at Nicollet Mall right Earlier before going out, I had a vision of a, an African-American man wow. with an orange goatee. I mean, how <laughs> random is that? Guys, as we're worshiping, as we're lifting our hands, people begin coming out of their the buildings downtown there. They, some began to worship with us. Yep. And what was su super cool is out of the corner of my eye, I see a gentleman walk by, brown skin, orange goatee. Uh, He's getting on the bus. I run over to him and I said, man, what's your name? He says, I'm Mohammed. Oh. And, I, and I said, are you a Muslim or a Christian? He says, I'm a Muslim. I just said, I'm just wondering, could I pray for you in Jesus name that God would bless you today? Hmm. And he says, yeah, absolutely. He received prayer, but here's the rest of the story. Wow. Man. So that, so that was that, that was that time we didn't see any salvations per se, but we yep. just had, we, the atmosphere in Nicollet mall just was yes. like erupting with joy yes. and people were like, yeah, yeah. this is awesome. This is what happened two weeks later. No, man. He was even more than that. It was like a month. I had another team go out. We were in St. Paul at this time. Okay. We went downtown. I met another gentleman. Uh, the Lord had given us a picture of a gentleman with black and white stripes. Hmm. There's our guy with black and white stripes. Guess uh, what his name is? Uh, Muhammad. Muhammad. <laughs> so there's a theme here. with, hey. with, with and all, The Lord kept giving us Somali Muslims. And this guy was... 
I, I, I showed him that, Hey, you know, we, this is what the Lord showed us. And his eyes were just big as saucers. He couldn't believe it, man, wow. that God would care so much about him. Yes. And what was super cool, man, we, we were heading because back. Because you guys had prayed ahead of time. Yes. Yeah, so we prayed like, ahead of time. I mean, I know that we, yeah. we should know this, but I know. we didn't actually I'm sorry. say that. That's right. You prayed ahead of time and asked for, yeah. like, who do you want us to go reach out to? Yeah. So we're going back to our car. Now we didn't have guitars, but I got to I got to share, share this rest of the story. Yeah. We're heading back to our car. And the Holy Spirit, I walked by this woman and I said, hey, how you doing? She says, I'm doing good. And I walked back to my car and the Lord, the Holy Spirit was just like, nope, nope. grabs me by the shirt. You go back and ask her really how she's doing. Wow. And so out of humility, I just went back. I said, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I did the typical Minnesota thing. I, I just, I asked how you're doing and I didn't care. Right. But I want to tell you that the Lord told me to come back here because he really cares for you. Yes. And she says, oh God, don't worry about it. Now, I saw you four weeks ago. Were you downtown Nicollet Mall <laughs> with a group of students? You guys were singing songs. And I said, yes. She <laughs> says, I sat and watched you for a half hour. Dude, Minneapolis, and now we're in St. Paul. Holy same Spirit tells me it's lady. the same lady. And so I go back, and, and she's, she's just like, no, it's okay. It's okay. She says, I, I love how you loved those young people. Wow. And she said, if you want to really reach people, go down to the library right down here. So she's like giving me cues on how to go, you know, reach kids and stuff. Yeah. You want to take this worship to the right place. Here's right. another place. But I said, well, okay, ma'am. Her name was Tammy. I said, Tammy, you know, the Lord called me back here. I just wanted to pray for you. How can I pray for you? She says, oh, I'm doing good. But if you could just pray for my daughter, she's, a she's addicted to crack. And I just want to see her set free. And so we just stad stood there holding hands. She cried and got on the bus and she went on her way. But guys, here's the deal. Mm. As you step out in obedience, this is just a good thing in general. As you obey the Lord, you never know who's watching you. Yeah. You never know what maybe Somali mom was listening to every word that we said and sang about, but maybe she was touched. Exactly. You never know who is watching, guys. And I'm telling you, these are stories of how worship was some of the, it was like the best tool that we could have used oh. to reach people with the gospel. So let me ask you this, Josh. And I mean, we may not have perfect answers for all this stuff, but somebody's out there listening and they're like, well, I'm out because I know I'm never going to pick up a guitar <laughs> and I'm going to go into a park and I'm never going to sing for a bunch of people. Yeah. So how does this apply to me? You yeah. know, and it may be that they, they need to go with a group or, but, or that maybe there's some answers about it. it doesn't necessarily have to be this, you know, production mm -hmm. or plan where this big group is going out to go evangelize, you know, or whatever. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? I do. Um, whether you sing well or play well or not, one of my good buddies, Christopher, man, he worked at, he was a pastor. He began working at Blue Cross Blue Shield just to get away from the ministry rat race a bit and just to get replugged in with the people in his community, you know? Yeah. He was uh, cleaning toilets and mopping floors, but this guy would walk around and he would be singing psalms and, and, and hymns of praise to the Lord. Hmm. So he doesn't have an amazing voice. Yeah. He's a big barrel-chested, boisterous guy, kind of yeah. like me, and uh, but he's just like singing about Jesus wow. as he's cleaning toilets. And guys, that guy had an impact at Blue Cross. He's now pastoring a church, but at, for those years, wow. He literally lived out the Great Commission as he's scrubbing toilets and changing light bulbs. There it is. So guys, I'm saying it doesn't matter how beautiful your voice is. It doesn't matter if you can slam on the drums or or if you're an extrovert or introvert. Yep. But what I'm saying is, is 
you have the ability to begin to change and influence things around you by the way that you worship. Yeah. So I just encourage you, don't be afraid to let the Holy Spirit out sometimes. Yeah. And it might come out through a song. Yeah. It might come out by, by you just walking into a room and saying, Vicky, Vicky, she's so great <laughs> and she's awesome. And just exactly. encouraging somebody by being a little bit foolish. Yes, yes. It, you don't have to sound pretty, but what the Lord is wanting us to do is encourage people. You know, it reminds me, as you were just talking just then, and I don't know if you remember seeing these videos. Have you seen the videos where uh, some people, some plants go into like Chick-fil-A and there's a bunch, there's like a choir in there, but they're all, they all go in separately Yeah. and they get food and all that stuff. And they're all scattered throughout the Chick-fil-A. And then one guy stands up and starts singing. You guys got to look these videos up. Uh, one guy starts singing and another guy stands up over here and starts singing with them. And it's like this men's choir. Yeah. But they're just, nobody would know that they're together. And then yeah. pretty soon, like... There's 25 men standing up singing and the whole restaurant's going, what is happening here? Yeah. You know, yeah. and they're giving glory to God. Wow. You know, it's these amazing songs. Now, I mean, I don't know, maybe there's, maybe there's a better place than Chick-fil-A to go than do yeah. that. But, but just amazing. That's another example of people saying, Hey, you know what? This may look a little foolish. Yeah. People might think that we're weird. Imagine being the first guy to stand up <laughs> and you know that nobody else knows that there's going to be anybody else singing. Yeah. Right. And so for those few moments, you thinking, I look like an idiot, you know, yeah. people are thinking, who is this nutcase? So good, man. But he steps in and says, Hey, I'm going to bring what I have. Yes. You know? So. I'll end with this one story cool. real quick. And man, there's a theme with Muslims. And uh, this just happened a couple, uh, a couple months ago in November. Uh, I was on a plane and I came in and just put my video on and I just started singing uh, a Toto Africa. Ah, it's going to take me that to take me away from you. Come so on. I sing this song and I get like, the people in the road with me. There's like <laughs> smiling and cracking up. And then this little girl in front of me, she peers over. And she says, oh, I want to sing a song. And so we just began to sing a little song together. And, and wow. uh, I was singing about, about her name and got to know her and her, her parents. And uh, they were from Iraq. Wow. And uh, they, were, they were flying into Minnesota to Mayo Clinic. And uh, wow. th th uh, they, were flying a they were flying out from Mayo Clinic. Uh, they were just in, in Rochester. And the mother had a, a wrapping around her head. And I said, what are you guys doing in Minnesota? She says, well, she has stage four brain cancer. The mother does. And so we got off the plane. I said, Lord, if there's an opportunity for me to pray for him, I just pray that you'd line us up again. Wow. I got lost in the airport trying to get my luggage. And I, I came down to this lower unit and there they were standing on the corner waiting for a cab. Wow. And the Holy Spirit said, go pray for him. And I just went up to him and I said, hey, I know you guys are Muslim, but I'm just wondering if I could pray in the name of Esau, name of Jesus, that that he would touch you and heal your brain. Wow. But it all began with a stupid song, me singing Toto and just having a good time with your four-year-old daughter. Yeah. Guys, don't be embarrassed. Don't be yes. ashamed. Guys, it's time for us to be fools for Jesus. And yeah. if it means singing Jesus loves me or Toto, <laughs> just go for it. Yeah, man, that's so good, Josh. I mean, you know, it, it really does. And I know there's some people out there listening right now that are just kind of cringing going, I can never do that. Let's, let's stop before we say the word never. Yeah. You know, I mean, what could God do with you? Mm -hmm. What could you step into? 
what would he possibly give you courage to do? Maybe something that would seem foolish mm-hmm. in the eyes of man, mm-hmm. but then would touch somebody's heart. It's so you good. know, what an incredible story there where a foolish song, a silly song, get in the row in the airplane, <laughs> you know, the place where literally there's everybody's in their individual seat. And you're not supposed to cross the line. Yeah. Right. And people look at you weird. Like I, I, you know, there, there are times when I've reached out to somebody in an airplane and you just turn and you say, hey, excuse me, and you just ask a question and they look over at you like, are you talking to me? Because we're so conditioned to keep our lines. Yes. And so the gospel breaks through those lines. That's it, bro. Worship breaks through those lines. And man, I'm preaching to myself right now because, I mean, we all get insecure about mm-hmm. certain things like this, you know. But God wants to use us. He wants to bring the joy of the Lord, not just for us. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, many of us are just trying to survive, right? We're just like, oh, if I could just have the joy of the Lord. It's a struggle just to keep the joy of the Lord for me. But part of the reason that God wants to give you the joy of the Lord so that you can be full of joy. But boy, oh boy, does he want to bubble it out of you so that others could be full of joy so that they could see the joy giver that lives in you. That's it, man. So that's our heart with this thing. Step out, pray for opportunities that God might use you in ways that would be outside the box. Maybe you would also grab a bunch of people and go out and sing in a park or something like that. Maybe that's a a way to do it, a youth group or a small group Mm -hmm. or something like that, just to get the ball rolling and to kind of get your courage up a little bit. Uh, But we just encourage you guys, let's not think of worship as something that's way out there. It's in some category by itself, but it's meant to be brought into an area where other people can encounter Jesus as well. That's it. All right, Pure Worship family, thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast entitled The Worship Evangelism Paradox. I think it's high time we start making plans, plans to get out there and take some chances, led by the Holy Spirit and ready for adventure. What's the worst that can happen? Someone laughs at us? What's the best that can happen? Someone's life is changed forever. Did you ever wonder how Peter and John felt in the moment just before they told the crippled man to get up and walk? And then what John was thinking as Peter stretched out his hand to help the lame man up? What if he falls back to the ground? Everyone will laugh. No one will ever want to follow Jesus again. Yet they ignored those momentary fears and pressed on in faith. Hey, as Palm Sunday approaches this week, we want to encourage you to meditate on all that Jesus came to do for us. Okay, on our next podcast, we're going to talk about the incredible power of musical worship to shift spiritual atmospheres. So continue listening right now as we give you a taste of North Central University's brand new single, Breath of Heaven. And then we'll see you next Tuesday for another jaw-dropping episode of the Pure Worship Podcast.